A few years back, my friend Justin Warner from Food Network moved out to South Dakota. He opened a ramen joint, and he is always posting pictures of all the great food he's not only cooking, but eating all over South Dakota. He's always telling me to come visit. And you know, one of the best ways to experience a new place is to eat your way through it. But it's equally important to live your way through it, too. And when you summer in South Dakota, you can fill up on all the lake days, hikes, rides, and small-town strolls that'll leave you with a regained sense of wonder and a hunger to do it all over again. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at Travel South Dakota. Hey everyone, we got another great reheat for you this week. After rummaging around in the deep freezer, we've decided to thaw out our episode with Maria Bamford, one of my all-time favorite comics, and this was one of my all-time favorite conversations. Maria published a memoir a few months ago called Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, which deals with a lot of similar themes around mental illness that she and I talked about on the show. And remember, you can submit a request for a future reheat. What classic Sporkful episode do you want me to pull out of the deep freezer and reheat to serve? Drop me a line. Let me know at hello at sporkful.com. Thanks, and enjoy my conversation with Maria Bamford. Please note, this episode deals with eating disorders. I had surgery this past year, and... um. I won't go into detail except the fact that they said it was okay for me to leave the hospital and suddenly the car seat was pooling with blood. <laughs> and, and I was like, I think I, I think we might want to go back. This is comedian Maria Bamford. We met up for lunch at Four Cafe in the Silver Lake neighborhood of L.A. But before we, my husband drove me back, um, I said, I, can I please go to Foster's Freeze first? Foster Freeze is a dirty dairy queen. So wait, you, you were literally bleeding. You're in the oh, yeah. car bleeding. Bleeding, yeah. And you said, let's stop for ice cream. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, because I, I had planned to have that treat post-surgical procedure, and then to go, oh, just because they f***ed up. <laughs> I got to miss my treat. Yeah. You know? I know what you mean. No. Like, when, 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 you, when you're looking forward... <laughs> <laughs> eating something good, and you're looking forward to it for days or, or all day, you're okay now, though. I, oh, totally fine. Good. Well, and they, yeah, it was, I mean, I'm sure everyone has their funny uh, medical stories where you're like, uh, it's an emergency room, right? <laughs> I, does anybody have a drop cloth I can bleed on? I, okay, okay. No, I'll wait. I'll wait in the slide. <laughs> Which I mean, you have you have to wait because I'll, I'll wait in the slide with my ice cream. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't believe you, Maria. That it was that much of an emergency. <laughs> That was that, uh, right. Maybe that was you might have tipped your hand to the staff that it was not actually much of an emergency. <laughs> Today on The Sporkful, I sit down with one of my favorite comics in the world, Maria Bamford. In a lot of ways, I think eating an ice cream cone in a pool of blood is sort of the perfect metaphor for her unique, darkly funny comedy. My dad, he's, very, he's a doctor, so he's very successful, and, uh, but he's obsessed with food. My mom has him on a heart-healthy diet, so he's always telling me about his secret stashes with all the seriousness of a POW. Hey, hey kid. <laughs> some powdered donuts. Yeah, they're in the freezer underneath all the vegetable crap. Joel, what are you whispering about? You have got powdered sugar all over your face. Oh, <laughs> run, kid, run! Maria also has her own issues with food. 
Coming up, she'll talk about what she calls her all-American eating disorder, and we'll analyze her salad eating technique to find out what it tells us about her battle with depression. Stick around. This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. Maria Bamford's comedy is just its own warped universe. Her ability to use her voice to conjure up different characters is legendary. In her comedy, she often portrays family and friends from her native Minnesota. She did one stand-up special taped in her living room, where the entire audience was her parents. And you might remember her Netflix show, Lady Dynamite, from a few years back. It was based loosely on her life. In one episode, she gets her big show business break, only to have a major breakdown. Maria, have you ever been diagnosed with any mental illness? You say diagnosis, I say diagnosis. I'm just trying to get some balance in my life. The only two friends I have left are Dagmar and Larissa. You didn't even visit Maria in her time in need. I'm sure you were very busy, Larissa. I wasn't. I wasn't busy at all. Maria has talked openly about her real-life battles with mental illness. She's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and has a lot of social anxiety. She says sometimes it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, which is why she often has a piece of chocolate for breakfast. It's a treat to look forward to, an incentive to start the day. After the sugar and a giant cup of coffee, Maria says she usually has an explosion of ideas. So food is fodder for her comedy, literally and figuratively. Let's hear a bit more of her stand-up. Then we'll go straight into my lunch with her. Have you ever seen uh, somebody order in this country? That's when you realize, hey, maybe we have too much freedom in the United States. Uh, Can I ask a quick question about the coffee? Is it organic? Okay, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'd like to have... I'd like to have a bowl of boiling hot water. Boiling, boiling, with ice. And I don't want the ice to get all tiny. And then I'd like to have the turkey burger, but I want it sectioned into 14 quadrants. I know that's impossible, but do it. And then, not on a plate, not on a plate. Drop from an altitude of 10 feet, piece by piece, into my hands with an attitude of regret. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Uh, what I do is I pour salt on everything even before I know what it tastes like. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to want salt. Right. Hello, here she is oh, here again. Comes my Tempe Rubin. Tempe Rubin. Tempe Rubin. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Beautiful. I think. Maybe just some napkins. Because I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. I can tell by looking at this that I'm going to get messy. It's going to be messy. It's all that so let me ask you, Maria, when you're, so your salad here has a lot of components. You've got yeah. shredded beets, shredded lettuce, sprouts, avocado, grilled yeah. salmon, sunflower seeds, a couple kinds of greens. I see you mixing very thoroughly there. Yes, yes. Is your goal with all these components and the mixing that you're doing now, are you trying to achieve a bite that, compo- that gets everything e- in everything one bite? In- Here's what I do. Talk okay. me through it. Okay. Um, I like to mix it all up. Except for the protein. The protein, I wait until it sinks to the bottom. Last taste is the delicious protein that I have gotten, you know, that I've saved. So, so you'll eat the entire salad off the top and save the salmon for, for the for end? For the end, yeah. 
And, and what's the thinking behind that? The thinking behind that is that uh, I've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you feel virtuous after eating all those greens? I did a really good job finishing the greens, and, um, and I deserve it. I see you sort of forking selectively. Have you ever put thought into the order in which you fork different areas of the salad so that you end up with something different on the tip of the fork when you take a particular bite? No. Well, let let me try to sell you on something here, Maria, because when you, whatever part of the salad is on the tip of the fork, that's the part that's going to land on your tongue. That, That flavor will be most accentuated. Okay. So you should fork in ascending order of priority. Okay. So whichever thing you want the mo- to taste the most of, you want to finish with that, put that on the tip of the fork, and that way it lands in your tongue, you'll taste that more. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> the whole, I just have to get these greens down. <laughs> I just, it doesn't matter how they taste, I just got to get them down. I'm delighted that they taste good, but I'm going to save all the avocado and the nuts and the salmon for the bottom. Again, sinks to the bottom. It's not unlike, um, have you had a Dairy Queen peanut butter parfait? I know them. I've had, I spent a lot of time with the Dairy Queen Blizzard in my day. So, uh, I haven't been able to experience the full range of selections. And I like a layered, I do like a layered thing. Like I layer cereal. You put, tell me about that. You put on oats and I'm going to say uncooked, uh, one minute oats, like those quick oats. Right. But you don't cook them. Then you put, um, you know, like a raisin bran. Then you maybe put a light sprinkling of granola, uh, nuts, raisins. Put on, you know, drench it in, in skim milk. And, and it's a big bowl. You made a big bowl of it. And it's just wonderful that, like, search, you know, go through each layer and... And do you eat, so do you eat one whole layer off the top or you go down to the bot straight down and then get a combination? I get a combination combos. But um, you don't mix it. You, you, you get a combination, but you... I don't mix it. You no, like no, to no, keep no, the no, layers. No. Yeah, I like to keep the layers. What do you think that says about you? <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm awesome. Yeah. I have really good ideas. <laughs> This is a question that I've asked to several sort of deep thinkers over the years. <laughs> <laughs> At what point in a meal do you want to take the best bite? Do you take it first when your palate is primed and you're hungry? Do you save it for the end to end on a high note? Or do you eat it somewhere in the middle? I'm going to say the end. Why? Because I feel like I need a reward for finishing finishing everything. I don't know why I see see life as a series of uncomfortable things and then rewards. But sometimes I do, you know. I mean, not that I I feel pretty good today, but sometimes I long for sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't know. I, I know other people aren't like that. Like they can't, they can't wait to get up in the morning. And maybe that's the, the salad is all about depression. The, the piece of salmon is like the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I've, uh, I never really thought of myself as depressed as much as paralyzed by hope. And... Uh, yeah. uh, I was seeing a therapist 
the rapist. I can't say it properly because I don't take it seriously. <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of anxiety. And my therapist, she told me to, uh, why don't we sing those anxieties aloud? Let's take the power away from those little anxieties. Let's call those anxieties gremlins. <laughs> why don't we just call them anxieties? Would you feel more comfortable with goblins? Yes. Well, this is my anxiety song. Uh, if I keep the kitchen floor clean, no one will die. As long as I clench my fists at odd intervals, then the darkness within me won't force me to do anything inappropriately violent or sexual at dinner parties. Woof. As long as I keep humming a tune, I won't turn gay. <laughs> it can't get you if you're singing a song. Yeah. I, I remember one year I gained a lot of weight because I went to a violin camp and they had ice cream machines uh, where you could just have the ice cream come out of the machine at you. And I used it. <laughs> and I remember I... I don't know if anyone said anything, but I think somebody must have said something because that was when I went on a diet for the first time. Mm. And I went on Richard Simmons, uh, one of his first ones. And then I lost, you know, whatever it was, you know, probably only like seven pounds or something. And the lunch lady at school was like, you look great. What did you do over the summer? <laughs> I restricted my calorie intake. <laughs> and I squeezed my buttocks together so, so that I could feel like I was losing weight everywhere I went. <laughs> but when she complimented yeah. you, how did that make you feel? Oh, awesome. Just like, oh, I'm winning. Right. I'm on meds that kind of... Uh, I've gained weight on, and I think I used to be more, <laughs> some may say just manic, uh, but <laughs> you were hypomanic, but um, I was also a lot thinner because I just had tons of energy and um, could eat anything. But, yeah, and, and it could, and, and kind of needed to exercise. Like one of those people who were just like, I need to go out on a run just because I feel it. And now I don't... Uh, I don't have that, and and there is some weird power to being thin or skinny, you know, where you feel like, I'm super, you know, I don't know. I, at least that's what I felt, a little, uh, and now I'm just norm. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've also sort of like, there have been times where you sort of were a bit of a binge eater, is that yes, right? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I had a um, terrible eating disorder, <laughs> or not, I mean, they're terrible, I've, and then... I think I had an all-American eating disorder. From the age of about 10 to 19, I, I'm subject, there's lots of mental illness in my family, so I think it's a cornucopia of ideas, things that came together where I, uh, and they do studies that if you starve, you will set yourself up to binge. But I, yeah, then I, um, I, what I did, or one of my behaviors was, you know, not eat for an enormous amount of time, and then, uh, yeah, not be able to stop eating. And I did that up until I was 19, and then I called a suicide hotline, and I got into a group, because I had to learn to eat, which is very, uh, 
white privilege is speaking right now. I had to learn to eat um, <laughs> um, all sorts of different foods because I just wouldn't, I had so much avoidance of different stuff. So Is this, is this a thing that traces back to your childhood? Like, were you always forced to like eat your vegetables first? Uh, my mom was always on a diet. And so there was some moral, uh, foods were given good and evil <laughs> <laughs> characteristics. And, right. Uh, powdered donuts, evil, <laughs> good, uh, what would she have? Alba shakes? Do you remember those from the oh, 1980s? Oof. What was, I don't know, what, was that well, like it's, it's the kale so of the simple. 80s? You put it in a Cuisinart with some ice cubes and it's a foam. <laughs> It it's sounds delicious. I don't know why that didn't last. <laughs> Coming up, Maria talks about the difference between going out to eat in her native Minnesota and going out to eat in L.A. And she'll tell us why she could handle waiting tables in one, but not the other. Stick around. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, a business tripper, or a long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. They've got over 7,000 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels, and you will get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. I especially love those Cambria Hotels. They have locally inspired hotel bars with all kinds of specialty cocktails, downtown locations right in the center of all the action. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces. That way, if you're a business traveler, you'll be able to get all your work done. On-site restaurants, fantastic. And then at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles and great pools for the whole family and spacious rooms. I mean, if you have kids, you understand the importance of the pool. If you stay at a hotel with a pool, Almost nothing else matters. Fortunately, all the Choice Hotels take care of all the other stuff too, but I mean, a pool is a great start. Whatever kind of vacation you're going on, whatever kind of travel you're doing, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. The weather's warming up. Have you nailed down your summer travel plans yet? I can tell you, we're working on ours and things are booking up, which is why you should be thinking about Norwegian Cruise Line. They have been raising the standards of cruising for more than 55 years. Let me tell you, when you cruise with NCL, you get award-winning specialty restaurants, immersive entertainment, and the most thrilling experiences at sea. Now, look, one of the great things about cruises in general is that you can visit and explore all kinds of different destinations, all with the ease of unpacking your bag just once. But Norwegian Cruise Line... They take cruising to another level and they take food to another level. With no set dining and entertainment times and no formal dress codes, you have the flexibility to design your ideal vacation. They have an incredible variety of truly authentic and fresh dining and bar experiences complemented by exceptional service. Listen to this. There are up to eight complimentary and nine specialty dining options per ship and up to 23 bar and lounge options. Come see why NCL's guest first philosophy means exceptional service and unforgettable memories. Book your next vacation at ncl.com. At Boar's Head, delicious is in the details. And you see that in their incredible selection of hummus flavors. Boar's Head hummus is expertly crafted to achieve the perfect balance of creamy texture and refined taste. You can taste those chickpeas. You can taste the tahini. You can taste a little bit of acidity. It's got it all. I especially love their roasted red pepper hummus made with fire roasted peppers. You can even taste a little bit of that char. It's perfectly dippable. It's perfectly spreadable. This is the kind of thing you always want to have on hand in your refrigerator. Dip, scoop, spread, or smear boar's head hummus to your heart's content. Hummus so extraordinary, it can only be boar's head. Compromise elsewhere. 
I just got a very wonderful shipment of goodies from the folks at Reese's. And let me tell you something. These people remain the absolute worldwide leaders in bringing together chocolate and peanut butter. Of course, we know that peanut butter cups remain transcendent. But have you tried the Reese's sticks? Their wafers with peanut butter in between each wafer, all coated in chocolate? I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter just brings people joy, and the folks at Reese's do it better than anyone. So shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold. Welcome back to a Sporkful Reheat. I'm Dan Pashman. Hey, if you're not already following the Sporkful in your podcasting app, what are you waiting for? In Apple Podcasts and Spotify, go to our show page and click follow. In other apps, it might be like a plus sign or a subscribe button or a heart. Whatever it is in your podcasting app, please do that thing. It's the best way to ensure you'll never miss an episode and it's good for our show. So please go ahead and do it right now while you're listening. Thank you. Now back to this week's Reheat. All right, let's get back to Maria Bamford. Maria is the pride of Duluth, Minnesota, and her hometown often ends up in her act. You know when you feel like maybe you've been a success in life, and then you go back to your hometown of Duluth, Minnesota, and you meet your... All right! And you go back to your hometown, and uh, you meet up with your... Arch enemy, Christy Coombs from high school at, at Target, and you realize nothing's changed at all, and you're still the great big hose beast you always were. So I saw you on TV or whatever. It's just like in high school, it's like you're not funny, you're just weird. Com- com- comedy's subject- subjective, it's, it's an art, art form. So are you gay? Because I heard a lot of women, com- women comedians are gay. No, I'm not gay. I mean, it'd be okay if I was, but I'm not. That's good. Because remember we all went to Christian Bible camp? We all went skinny dipping that one night? You wouldn't take your shirt off? And I'm like, oh my God, you got nothing to show anyway. <laughs> and then you took it off. We all gave you titty twisters. I was like, oh my God, if you're a you'd have been all turned on by that. And then I just got all... Grossed out. (laughs) Press debit or credit. You know what I love about Minnesota that may just be something from my childhood, but I think it still exists, is an acceptance of whatever food is put in front of you. Oh, that's good. Oh, well, we're fine. You know, well, it seems big enough. (laughs) You know, like, it's just, there's not, um, I don't remember seeing anyone send something back. Right. When I grew up. And, And I agree with that. I just think somebody spent time making that thing for you. And yeah, maybe out of a bag or (laughs) whatever, but I remember I went to this painting class about five years ago in in Duluth. And it was myself and a bunch of elderly ladies in big hats painting. And they just went nuts 
over the breakfast. They just said, this is just so good. And it, what it was, was like a banana and some yogurt and some Otis Spunkmeyer muffins. Like right. the kind you get at the gas station. <laughs> I was like, what am I missing here? And what I was missing was, uh, is that humble sense of gratitude that comes from being a child of God. I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, but do, yeah. You, do you feel like when you go out to eat in Minnesota now... Do you get like self-conscious that the, the, the people there are judging, oh, Maria's in L.A. now? Oh, well, I don't think anyone's thinking about me at all. But I think <laughs> I definitely have different expectations. Like I was in Milwaukee, went to a coffee shop around 1230, said, hey, can I have some coffee? said, oh, well, we haven't, we would need to brew a new pot. <laughs> okay, well... What, um, do you have a, could I have a muffin while the pot's, oh, no, we're out of muffins. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's just different. It's like the passion behind it is, is like, well, you should have been here when there was a full pot of coffee. <laughs> right. But isn't, isn't it also, doesn't it also say something about the customers mm-hmm. and the place? Mm-hmm. Because there are, you know, it's a certain kind of place and a certain kind of customers that are going to be like, oh, no problem, I'll wait until yes. the coffee's ready. Yeah, no you know? worries. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm not in a rush. Yeah. No problem. And that was why I was able to waitress when I was in the Midwest. I was not a very good waitress. I have terrible social anxiety. I would get horrible nightmares the night before. Um... Every night, like it never got better. And uh, I was able to waitress in the Midwest because people would be like, well, she said she'd come back. (laughs) You know, she seems like she's under a lot of stress right now. And I mean, I think, you know, I'll just go get a basket of chips for myself. (laughs) I I know where they are. (laughs) Like I worked at a a Mexican restaurant and... um, (laughs) five tables sat down at once and I could just barely keep it together like I was just like chips chips in a basket chips in a basket so Maria we've gotten to the end of your salad yes now I have to say um the salmon was not as tender as I'd hoped sometimes have you ever had salmon teriyaki yeah it's so delightful not that this wasn't delicious but um I think I could have used, I think this is a very healthy salad, so it did not have cheese, croutons, a thick jalapeno ranch dressing. <laughs> or, the, or the sugar. Or the so sugar. That's so integral as a good teriyaki sauce. I think the right. sugar part. So um, so when that, when, when that happens, you, you, you were saving the salmon for the end. Yes. And then it was a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel? Well... There's another meal coming <laughs> in just four to five hours. I'll be able to have another meal. And what could that be? What will that meal be like? Have you sent any food back since you moved to L.A.? Oh, God, have I? No. I know I haven't. I haven't. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll eat just about anything. Um, it's good. Um... I have had a Caesar salad with too much dressing. Mm. Or I've said, well, hey, come on. Right. Let's back off. Right. What are you? 
And you can't fix that. Yeah, you you really you can't go back and and I unless you're gonna ask for like an, like another, another salad, right? With no dressing, and then you mix the two to get the right ratio. But now you have twice as much salad, salad as you need. Yeah, yeah. And I think that did that has happened. I remember the sadness of getting a a salad that was drenched in dressing, and you know, at that point, you just just say, um, "I'm not alone." <laughs> That's comedian Maria Bamford. Check out her Netflix shows, Lady Dynamite and Old Baby, both of which are just perfectly bizarre and amazing. And Maria is touring all over the country this spring. I saw her over the winter in my town. She was as hilarious as ever. Find the dates at mariabamford.com. Next week on the show, we revisit the topic of marijuana edibles. Yeah, I know I said that was going to be this week, but we had to flip shows, okay? Working on any project involving weed takes time. As my guest in the episode will tell you. One of the things in this business, nothing happens that fast. I wonder why. Yeah. Please remember to get tickets for our next live show at Caveat in New York. That's on the Lower East Side. My guest will be caterer to the stars, Mary Giuliani, author of the new memoir, Tiny Hot Dogs. That's Wednesday, May 8th. Tickets and info at sporkful.com slash live. Please follow me on Instagram at the Sporkful. I'm officially doing the stories on Instagram. I've really, I'm very, I'm very advanced on Instagram now. I don't put all that stuff on Facebook and Twitter so that we got to connect on Instagram. That's where the fun's happening for real, okay? Please follow me on Instagram at The Sporkful. This show is produced by me along with senior producer. And Sandy. And associate producer. Ngofen Putubwele. Our editor is. Gianna Palmer. Our engineer is. Jared O'Connell. Music help from Black Label Music. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And I'm Adam Van Dusen in Rochester, Minnesota. And I'm Ben from Minnesota, reminding you to try to eat more, eat better, whether it runs or it flies, or it swims or slides, or slithers or glides, or grows. Right under our toes, just make sure to get a big dose of stuff in the air. We don't really care. Whatever you eat, it's all really fair. Sun for the photons and rain for the water. Just me and Sporkful hope you eat more better. I uh, gotta find somebody who loves you for you are. Uh, I am a not the healthiest eater. Uh, sometimes for breakfast, I like to have a mug, chalk chip ice cream, chalk chips up top. Sweet power surge, get the little lady started. <laughs> and uh, my boyfriend said, hey, why don't you try something healthier, like a piece of whole wheat toast with a banana spread on it? Because that's good. Yeah, no, I, I can't do that, uh, because I'm not a liar. Yeah, that is not good. That is not delicious at all. Yeah.
The team that produces The Sporkful today includes me, along with senior producer Emma Morgenstern and producer Andres O'Hara. Our engineer is Jared O'Connell. Our intern is Julia Russo. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher Studios. Our executive producers are Nora Ritchie and Colin Anderson. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.